What's up, guys? Welcome back to the 307 Podcast. Chili and me made it back to the house. Good to go. This will be the last installment of On On the Road with Chad and Chili. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, We'll be back in the studio from this point forward. So uh, let us know how you like these On the Road podcasts. I hope you get something out of them. We really enjoyed sharing the mission and the journey with you guys. God worked a lot of uh, great things through this mission, and uh, we were able to serve his purpose and and uh, really maximize the time that we spent out on the road. Thanks to you guys and uh, allowing us to share it with you. Here it is, the last installment of On the Road with Chad and Chili. Well, well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back on the road with Chad and Chili. I've got the mic strapped to my beard again. We're rolling through, where are we, Chili? We're still I, in Nebraska, right? I have no idea. I think so. I think we're somewhere in Nebraska. There's a lot of corn around here. Um, we're at a Larry's right now. No, a Cubby's. Dang, that's another Cubby's, man. <laughs> that's the second Cubby's we've stopped at. Well, I'll tell you what, there's been a lot that has happened since the last time we talked to you guys about this trip on the road. I, a, a lot of, I think a lot of people, well, I had a few questions. I had a few people ask, it would be nice to know what y'all are doing out there on the road. Well, we're doing a lot of stuff. The main intent behind this trip was coming out west to run an alpine mountaineering trip which is oh crap we got to turn right there yep which is basically the trip the invitation went out to all of our basic course graduates from i guess 2020 and even some in the beginning of 2021 we sent an invitation out and basically asked who would be ready and willing to take on the next level of challenge so we planned this mountaineering trip we had the majority of our basic course alumni roger up for this trip and then we took seven of what we considered the best of the best i mean everybody that graduates the basic course at least thus far they're all awesome humans but we picked seven based off of certain attributes and physical uh, abilities in order to come and do this advanced mission in an alpine environment in thin air in extreme terrain and that was the ultimate objective of us making this trip and we drove one because me and chili are about freaking tired of flying we're about tired of playing the the fly game and also we had quite a bit of gear to bring out here to run this mission now we could yeah we could have made a flight work we could have checked the checked a few extra bags and did that but it's been quite an adventure so that was the main objective of of this trip now in between the alpine trip that we ran for our basic course alumni there's a company called ifit that hired us to coach at an event that they run out west so we really got to knock out multiple things 
at one time we've done a lot of training we've got to share Jesus with a ton of people we've got to help a ton of people grow and reach their goals and it's just been it's been awesome there's been a lot going on in the world while we've been gone and I know that you know you guys are are wondering how we feel about a lot of this stuff and to be quite honest with you we've been watching uh, but we have somewhat insulated ourselves from it because we've had quite a bit of work on our plate and we want to honor the work and the people that we've had the pleasure of spending time with uh, you know out west so we haven't really made much comments on it but we do I think we are up to speed would you say that's true Chili? Well probably not completely but you know we've definitely seen the headlines and, and seen what everybody is kind of making a comment on um, and, and that, I don't know that you're ever fully up to speed but you know I'd say we we've definitely seen what's going on seen all the natural disasters seen all the foreign affair debacles um, you know I think everybody feels like the world's falling apart and <laughs> partially because it is but yeah. yeah I think um, how I've been feeling about it is exactly like what you said I want to honor the people that I'm around and not have my mind be elsewhere and that was a challenge for me um, has been for me too yeah um, you know keeping my mind focused on where I'm at and who I'm with and not other things out of my control but the more I think about it and the more I hear people comment on it I, I don't I'm not real concerned about all the opinions what about you no I and I'm not really con really concerned about all the opinions either I think the the main concern that I have right now is is people my brothers and sisters yep i mean I've, I've had a few people that follow us and listen to the podcast reach out and essentially say you know i i feel like i'm seeking god through the through through all everything that's going on i'm trying to maintain my faith in my relationship with jesus but i just still i just feel hopeless man and that is my main concern yep. is those people out there that that are feeling hopeless because man that ain't no way to go through life i mean that that's a terrible place to be as a human being and um and we most especially in the world should never have to live a single day without hope so that's what i'm most concerned with man yeah me too because um, that does seem to be a theme that people are feeling hopeless as they watch these events unfold and I, I get that because these are really negative events and really hard to understand hard to process um, and and not for us with the with some of the stuff in in the Middle East but th there are people living through that <laughs> we're living through it from the outside kind of you know so so I mean there's people 
Well, yeah, the majority of us are. Yeah, yeah. I, quite obviously, we just lost. Uh, we just lost. I think it was thirteen. Yep. Is the most recent count thirteen American service members, brothers and sisters overseas, uh, in the terrorist attack that that recently occurred. Now, those people are not experiencing this. Those people's families are not experiencing this from the outside. It's hitting right. them right square at home, and um, you know that that's that's terrible but you're right the majority of us are looking at it from a from a distance and i can see where the hopelessness uh can creep in me too a hundred percent man because because well it, it's what the the book that we read every day uh the the whole perp the, the whole message of the bible is that we as the a human race the human species we are hopeless correct <laughs> we cannot save ourselves we can buy little bits of time but we cannot save ourselves by ourselves correct so what is actually happening and what you might actually be feeling should point you back to the truth of God's Word the, the law that God gave the Jewish people in the Old Testament was essentially to make them realize that there is no hope for them to save themselves, right? The whole, the whole story of the Bible is pointing us to the need for something to save us. This is the problem. The problem lies within the human heart. All right, and this is globally as as a species, not just as American. Um, it, it, if we and now, I, I want to say also this: the fact that the Bible says that we as humans are are hopeless and we cannot save ourselves, that doesn't mean that we should stop trying with the time that we have here on earth to make this world a better place we should always strive to strive for freedom liberty we should strive for happiness and and all of those good things in life right we should strive to foster those things and and keep those as a part of our um, society and a part of our lives uh, but the fact of the matter is is that when we look through history uh, we'll take the American Revolution as the the most the, the nearest example. All we can do as as humanity is we can fix problems, but when we when we do fix a problem, all we're doing is buying ourselves some time. We're just buying ourselves a couple hundred years, and and the problem is going to recreate. It's going to resurface. resurface because yep. it is a problem that we have with the human heart, right? It's it's called sin. It's called evil. It's called greed. Um, all of these things, it, it, it resides in us. And that is the purpose of, of salvation. And it is the purpose of the Holy Spirit that God has given us 
because essentially the Holy Spirit's job when you receive Christ and the Holy Spirit comes and dwells within you the purpose of that the reason God designed it that way is because he knew we needed something to change our hearts to fix us and that's what the Holy Spirit does when you receive him in a real way man I don't know man so there is no solution here other than Christ with all of the problems we're facing as humanity there is no solution other than Christ uh, doesn't mean we should stop trying because we should try and we can make things better and we will make things better but it's only buying us short amounts of time well what I keep thinking about with everybody who's seeing these events unfold and, and they say you know they're they're struggling with their relationship with God because of how bad the world is and how right I mean haven't you heard that yeah oh, and, yeah. and you know it's they, they can't seem to understand how all this can be happening and it seems to be falling apart well if you actually have a level of understanding of what the Bible does promise will happen this should actually strengthen your faith because this was all predicted uh, for one this 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 is all completely in alignment of what the latter days um, we're going to look like yeah all we need is an earthquake <laughs> so yeah I mean we're we've got our ten full hats on by the way so well you know this is completely in alignment so that aspect of it should actually strengthen your faith and you know I think there's a difference in hopelessness and recognizing the need for a savior recognizing the need um, or recognizing your dependence on God <laughs> uh, to literally save you from this from yourself mm -hmm. from the sin that we as humans brought into this world and continue to uh, to, to live out every day I think there's a difference in that um, because I think if you don't have Christ, you should feel very hopeless right now. I think that is an appropriate response to what is going on. A hundred percent. I mean, you, you should have felt hopeless. Yeah. Well, you should beforehand. feel hopeless when things are good. Right, right. Um, but if you do, then nothing about this should instill a sense of hopelessness. Uh, because for one, this was all uh, not a shock. This is all, we all knew this was coming or, or should have. And we have redemption for our sins and we ha we're saved through this. I mean, you know, life on earth is going to continue to be bad. Uh, you know, and, and we in America right now, still have all these great things uh like what is it iphones vehicles plenty of food plenty of food you know all these freedoms that we still have well you know i heard somebody you know actually several people i've heard say you know since we have all these things you can't really say it's that bad here in america well i disagree with that um the whole fabric of our society has completely crumbled um and we're just living in what I think, uh, what I see as a facade, uh, kind of like our our money. 
our economy is a good representation of the society as a whole. And I, I don't think since we still have all those things, you can say we're doing great because all that is, um, is, is to distract us. It's, it's a pacifier. pacification of us um, where we, we are still kind of fat and happy with all these luxuries while bit by bit our liberties are being taken away. And we're still okay with it because mm-hmm. we still have iPhones and mm-hmm. cars. and um, But the actual structure uh, and fabric of our society is literally being destroyed and stripped away from us. So, yeah, I, I don't think since we still have all these conveniences and luxuries that we should just think that everything's all good. Um, you know, it is bad. Yeah. Um, well, and, and you know, we a lot of times these conversations that we have they they point obviously like Chili said these are in alignment with what scripture tells us will happen but I, I want to put a caveat on this we're not we're not saying that this situation even even at some point the, the complete collapse of um, the world power that is America I mean, all empires fall. Every empire that we know mm-hmm. uh, in, in, today, at this point in time, will they will all fall if time continues to march on. We are not saying that this is the 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 last days, or, or we're we're not predicting the the end of the age, right? Well, what we're saying is. What we're saying is as soon as sin entered the human heart, this cycle was put in motion. This cycle that you're seeing. Yeah. This, this situation is not unique to us. What we're seeing happen in our nation, now there are aspects of it that are unique because of technology mm-hmm. that has never existed in, in human history before. So there are aspects of it that are unique, but the actual situation that we're seeing unfold before us, this has all happened before in other nations, Every in other empires. This is, this is a playbook. This cycle was put into motion as soon as sin entered the human's heart, right? That's why we're saying that is the problem, is the human heart. Um, which is propagating this cycle to unfold time and time again. And then it resets. It gets really bad. It resets. We buy ourselves some time, but it will continue on this exact same cycle until the end comes. Yeah, and, and that was very well said. But what I will say is I am saying these are the last days because the latter days, the last days started after Jesus ascended into heaven. Yeah. Well, we're no more or less in the last days than we were then. I will I will completely agree I mean, with that. Th- that's how I view this timeline, you know, is we may be 10,000 years away from the the true definition of the literal last days, but we're in them now. Yeah. Just as much as we were then and just, you know, so yeah, that's what I that that's why these things are unfolding now and it doesn't mean that they won't continue to unfold for Truly, many thousands of years. I mean, or, or uh, yeah, you can't even put a number on it. Yeah. Um, so, or they may, or they may not. I mean, the the, I would say ultimately, yes, the stage is set for 
the actual yeah. the actual end of the age. Yeah, I don't see um, why it couldn't all it, it could. happen in the ne- you know in our lifetime. Yeah, I mean it. it but I think it could. Yeah, it was interesting. I was reading in scripture the other day, and um, I, I I was I forget where it was somewhere in Matthew, but Jesus was basically saying, uh, "Don't predict. Don't try to predict." Uh, when I will return because no one knows that only my father in heaven and and even goes as far as to say he will return at a time that you don't expect it yeah and I thought wow that's that's interesting man because we as as the body of Christ are kind of poised for it right now we we are look we we have uh, a lot of us have expectations uh, at least we're formulating them in our heads and um, just, just be careful with that, and understand, man. This is the natural cycle of humanity, because yeah. we ha- we have been tainted by this thing called sin. Yeah. Right. And sin is all encompassing. The things, everything that's driving this cycle that you're seeing happen in front of you, it's all sin problems. Mm-hmm. It's all greed and lust and coveting and it's all sin problems. The human condition. Yeah. The human condition. That's exactly well, right. You know, an interesting piece of that in times uh, eschatology, what where you know it'll be a time where you don't expect. I think a lot of these luxuries that I, that we were just talking about will be in place, mm-hmm. and I think that is one reason that you won't expect it because you're like, man, we got all this stuff. We've got all this. It ain't that bad. Yeah, it ain't that bad. You know, and and that, that's sort of the same. The, the the illusion that the antichrist will bring is that the oh life is so much better now and everything is great and I, I kind of think I think the globally people will be convinced you know at least in large part people will be convinced that everything is still okay um, you know society will completely be I mean utterly fallen to the point where sin is even more more rampant than you can even imagine um, and but people will be convinced that it is okay, yeah, and that is a, that it is actually a good thing. Look at my life. Yeah, it's it's not that bad. Yeah, like my, I I know me and my neighbor get along fine. That's, right. Yeah, that's what it'll look like. I like yeah. that chili. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, there is a little bit of that going on now, but um, yeah, I, I think that's kind of how I picture that will look. Of like, it'll be a time where you don't expect. So life must actually not be that bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you must not be suffering that much, you know, in a way that we think of suffering. Um, yeah. And obviously, people are suffering now greatly, and people will probably be suffering then. But it's more of a picture of the the whole the whole picture. Um. I don't know. That, so, that's what I've always thought about that. So essentially, when you when you reach out to me, uh, listener, and you ask me for my perspective or my opinion on what is happening specifically in Afghanistan, what is happening with um, the the whole virus stuff. You, you ask my opinion on this stuff and I can only point you to Scripture because if I don't point you to Scripture and point you to what we just talked about, the root cause of it, and also the so the only solution for it being sal- being saved by Jesus Christ accepting him as your lord and savior and receiving the holy spirit 
indwelling within you, which regenerates your heart, right, daily, all right? That is the only solution I have to offer to you. Um, you know, my opinion on what's going on right now, yes, it, it, it is an absolute atrocity. Uh, but what will the easy thing to do would be for me to join the conversation with the rest of the people that have podcasts. Uh, and the conversation is essentially pointing out the atrocities that are happening, but then offering no hope or solution to those atrocities. Um, but, you know, I'm, what good is that? If you, like those conversations, things, things need to be pointed out and, and we need to be aware of what is happening in our nation. I, I am, I'm, I'm totally on board with that. But there are plenty of people pointing those things out to all of us. And uh, if you have any common sense at all, then your opinion is probably in alignment with my opinion on what is happening in the world today as far as the atrocities that are occurring just the the absolute negligence and misconduct and on on so many levels it's and it's there's so many layers to this stuff man you know we we tend to take you you want to take things at a essentially the thing that's happening in Afghanistan with the withdrawal, you, you can't take that at face value. What, what you guys don't understand, I, I don't think, I, not not all of you guys, a lot of you guys are very smart and probably know more about the situation than I do, but some of you don't understand that there are powers that be, the powers that are controlling these movements uh, around the withdrawal from Afghanistan. There are people that want that war to continue war is money man. yeah it, it, it is literally the best for the people that are that are in power it is the best thing that can happen for them people get really I'm talking filthy billions billions rich off of wars and what is happening here seems to me like this is an opportunity uh, it, well it is a play for them to actually continue that war now whether that will happen or not I, who knows but it's it uh, there are people that want this current situation to happen exactly the way it's happening so that we can reinvade the nation of Afghanistan and be there for another 20 years would you agree with that Chile well, no, that's what we've been, you know, when we've had the opportunity to sit down and talk a little bit, we try not to talk about it too much when we're at these events, like we said, but that's exactly what I said. I mean, that, that is my, yeah, we talked about it the other day. Uh, you know, that, that, that was my thoughts on what is going on. Now, I could be wrong, obviously. I don't, I, I listen, I don't make, I don't try to claim that I'm, that I have some sort of secret knowledge about all this stuff that's going on. I mean, I, I look at things and analyze them and, and um, you know, say what I think uh, when I'm asked. But I, I don't, 
I'm not trying to sell anything. I don't have an agenda. I, I, I think I think that's what's going on from the information that I have have seen and taken in. And you know, I could be wrong, but that that's my opinion. You know, there's a lot of oil and lithium in that area. That war went on for 20 years for that very reason. I don't think we're getting out. Uh, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of attention and and heat about us still being there and saying we needed to leave, needed to leave. Okay, so this is a fantastic reason to continue being there. Um, so we'll see what happens, uh, but I would go ahead and uh, make the bet that we're going to spend some more time there. Um, and, and you guys, I know, are feeling, like me, a, a range of emotions when it comes to this. Uh, I'm, I'm sure a lot of sadness a lot of hurt um, but a, a major emotion that I think that we're all feeling is frustration and where that frustration is coming from if you are thinking with a sound mind you are more than likely trying to apply logic to this situation and when you try to apply logic to a scenario or a situation that you don't know the fullness of it you don't know the agenda behind it you you can't see all the layers of it and you're just trying to apply your logical mind to it and it's just not making any sense that will frustrate the crap out of you man that's what I've always said man about this particularly about the virus situation is when you try to apply logic to a situation where the people making the decisions have an ulterior motive that is not logical to to a human being that is thinking about things and making them actually making them better well then it's not going to work yeah it's going to frustrate you because the people making these decisions that we think are illogical well they are illogical because they don't have your interest in mind yeah <laughs> they have another motive and and so actually their decisions and behavior are actually logical to them they're completely logical yeah because the, the they are they're geniuses they are rapidly and very effectively and efficiently achieving their goal yes they are taking logical steps actually for their goal but for the goal that you would have in mind for a scenario like the 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 air quotes pandemic um well, no, it, it is not logical um, because the goal that you would have in mind is much different than theirs. Yeah. So that's so, why it seems illogical to you because it actually is logical for what they're trying to achieve. Uh, they're just, you have to understand what they're actually trying to achieve, which is not to get out of it. <laughs> yeah. It's actually to keep it going, which they're doing a pretty dang good job. So stop, so please stop trying to apply logic to this stuff that's happening because it's like beating your head against a concrete wall is literally what it's like. And, and you don't need to live with that frustration in your heart because it's going to affect all the other aspects of your life. Um, well, I think that's a critical point though is to, is to not think what it is is it's people have been instilled with the idea that all of these uh, 
politicians, officials, the elite that run this country and the world yeah, have your that, interest that, in mind. Yeah. That is why it's frustrating because you have been led to believe that and that is the exact opposite of the truth. Mm-hmm. So it, it, once you realize that, it's actually kind of freeing. It's a hunt. Oh, it's, it's freeing as yeah, can be. Yeah. Because you don't have to be so confused about the decisions that are being made. You know, if you don't know the motives behind people's behind the people that are making these decisions then yeah it'll seem crazy to you and you'll be so frustrated like why not just do this but actually when you realize that why they're not doing it is because they don't give a flying crap about you you can understand (laughs) it doesn't make you feel any better because you're like well crap that's not good but (laughs) at least you understand why they're doing what they're doing so I don't know that's I think that would be very helpful um, and, and honestly, man, the people that still refuse to, to, to recognize that and, and, and agree with us that these people don't have your interest in mind, man, what's it going to take? Like, what is it going to take to realize that you are different from them? <laughs> they view you as a freaking nuisance. Um, well, I'm more like a battery. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just unbelievable. So, I don't know what it would take, but, you know, I think people are starting to get it. Well, yeah, they they pushed, I think they pushed a little too hard. That, that is what always ruins their plan. Yeah. Every single time, what ruins their plan is arrogance. If it's going to be ruined, they push a little too hard, and, and arrogance actually gets in the way. Well, um, it's not completely ruined though, because no. you know we just left um, uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Lincoln, Nebraska is back masked up. Uh, com- we we got ran out of a, a ice cream shop because uh, they would not serve us because we wouldn't put our masks on. So it, the the uh, they've lost some traction, I think, but uh, it's not completely ruined and. You guys know, man, the 307 Podcast is not typically a political podcast. Um, these are just very relevant, I, I think, conversations and topics. There there are there are probably literally a hundred other things that Chili and I would rather be talking about right now. But since God has given us this platform and given us the blessing to be able to share with you, and, and I, I think overwhelmingly... Uh, people need to hear about the hope and the comfort that Scripture can can or does give to us, yeah. and they want our opinion. Uh, not not only our opinion, but they want to have some sort of hope, and we have that hope to offer. That's why we're discussing this right now. So uh, I don't want you guys to get discouraged and think that the podcast is becoming a political conversation, uh, because that's not our objective right. of this podcast. It's just right now this conversation i think is something that needs to happen it needs to be had and that's why we're talking about it well yeah we could i mean i would yeah we we could transition this podcast into another topic and i think i think we probably should but i think that was good to get out of not get out of the way uh, address because of all of the attention and frustration that people are feeling and I think a good way to summarize it is 
we understand why you feel hopeless. Um, if you don't have Christ, you actually should feel hopeless. Um, but if you do, or if you're on the fence, um, this is all to be expected. And it's a natural cycle of humanity. It all points to the need that we have for a Savior. And that is what it, Jesus is. Yep. So, it's actually not hopeless if you have that. That's exactly right. Um, so, I, yeah. Well, and I think I think the last the last part I'll I'll put on this conversation is, like Chili said, because this is a natural cycle of humanity, uh, and we we know and fully expect uh, things to get worse and then hopefully get better for a short period of time. I'm saying short period of time could be a couple hundred years, but then they will eventually get worse again. What's the point, man? Why I, I told you at the beginning of this conversation, the fact that we have this knowledge and we have hope is not an excuse for us to try to make the world a better place for the generations that are coming up right now. Mm -hmm. Our children, our nieces, nephews, some of you grandchildren. Like We should not stop trying to make the world a better place for them. And Chili, what'd you say? It's hard to not become... Apathetic. apathetic because you're just like what's the point man yeah um so w what what the point is is we have time here on earth and uh we should we should 100 percent try to make things better with the time that we have so you shouldn't give up on that uh what does it look like moving forward what can we do well, that that's a that's an interesting question because that's the thing. I, I'm so sick of people having this conversation, obviously not the same conversation that we just had, but around the same topics, pointing out all these things, but then never offering a solution. Yeah. What is the solution? Well, I, I think there are a few. I think for me personally, I am more driven to share the message of Jesus Christ with people right now than I have ever been in my whole life. And I think if the things that are happening weren't happening right now, I would not be as driven to share Christ. So there's you one solution. Start sharing the gospel with people. Start sharing your testimony. Educate yourself on the gospel on all aspects of the Bible even the logic the, the sometimes people need to receive the gospel and the, the the account of creation in the Bible and the stories um, throughout the Bible sometimes people need to know the the logic behind those those things and the logic behind Christ you need to educate yourself on all aspects of that on top of your testimony and understanding of how to lead somebody to Christ and then you need to get to work man you need to get to work passing the word that we said is the only ultimate solution is the change of a human's heart so there's you one solution moving forward educate yourself be able to articulate your testimony and understand the gospel and how to lead others to Christ, all right? And then go and execute on that. There's your one solution. 
Um, I've, uh, you know, I've heard some for, for you guys that don't believe in Jesus. You know, I, I hear people coming out and saying, well, you know, you should be uh, calling your your congressman and, and you should be calling um, all, all, you know, who, your, 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 your governor and, yeah. and all these political officials on the daily. And, and you should be telling them about how unhappy you are with what's going on. And, and look, man, I don't see that as a viable solution. I think it's it's beyond that. You know, the only solution that I can see here in the natural world um, to, to resetting this entire um, debacle would be for a completely from the from the ground up rebuild. Well, listen, I, you, you're talking about the how we're just buying time when we do all those things. And, and yeah, I talked about, well, what's the point, Chad? You know, we had this conversation earlier. Like, sometimes I get apathetic because it's like, yeah, all we're doing is buying time. It's just going to result in the same thing. But I think I also do think that is worthwhile. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the question comes back to the cycle that we've been talking about. It's, it's basically a revolution and then a, a period of time and a slow fade and then a collapse and then another revolution and the, you know that, that cycle continues so what we need is a second revolution yeah I, I mean I, that, that there's no other way to put it you might as well not sugarcoat it that is what this would this situation would need yep to, 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 to buy more time to resolve for a time yep um, there is no other option at this point it's not it's not salvageable right. and you, you know I've got a lot of brothers Eli Crane and and um which is an awesome dude that are they're 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 making a huge sacrifice to go and run for political office and I commend them for that and it what what a I mean these these men uh, the ones I know of the the team guys and and entrepreneurs that are standing up and running for political office right now I don't know a single one of them that needs the money they're they're all successful they're all set for life, and they're leaving their families, their businesses, uh, they're, they're leaving everything to go and run to be a part of this machine that is. And they have good intentions. But, but the interesting thing is, is I, I don't know that that's even a valid solution because the way things are right now they they're not you can't get anything done yeah no you're not going to be able to make any big and impactful changes with the current the current system that is in place right now the way it is and so i i don't even know that that's a viable solution i mean i commend them for doing it i think it's a no, it's, it's a not. step in the right direction, but I, I can't offer it as a solution. Well, that's why weeks ago I was candid and open whenever you talked about, you know, considering not knowing what to do exactly and, and considering running for office, right? Yeah. You know, you mentioned that, and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't, and I was honest because I don't think continuing to operate within the confines of this system that is currently in place... Uh, is a solution. I think we we have to rebuild it. 
Yeah. Um, and that that and what we if we rebuild something, what we rebuild will be imperfect as well. Oh yeah, and that's we'll why it's only buying time. It will slowly fade away, and and collapse again. Yep. However, where we find ourselves now, uh, that 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 needs to be done, uh, or else this is over for good. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, yeah, I don't think continuing to operate in the current system will will work. Uh, so. So you guys that have sent in those questions, um, that was kind of a, a broad answer. Hopefully, we hit on a bunch of different points uh, that offer you our insight. And by no means do I want this conversation to sound like we are taking anything lightly that has happened. We are surely not taking it lightly. Um, our, our brothers and sisters that have lo- that recently lost their lives in Afghanistan. Uh, it, it, very very hard for us along with you to bear the knowledge that 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 happened I mean it's just absolutely terrible Um, but these are our solutions that scripture has pointed us to and what we felt the need to share with you so that's what we'll say on that man yeah we're not taking it lightly at all We're, we're simply offering the, we're trying to convey that the only way that this is not hopeless is because of Jesus. That's right. That's yep. so. No, it's it's not taken lightly at all. In fact, it's actually, I think, taking it incredibly serious because everybody who's feeling hopeless would be correct if we didn't have a savior. Yep. Um, but we do. Well, hope you guys enjoyed that part of the podcast. Uh, what all's been happening on this trip here? Besides stopping at Cubby's, Chili. I know you took some notes. Did, didn't you take a few things down? I, yeah, I mean... I told Chili if he would just take notes of of the things that have happened on this, on this mission here, we would have enough notes at the end of two weeks to write an entire book because that's just how we roll, man. Yeah, I mean, it's really unbelievable. They, I took notes for like an hour. Uh, and then I got over it and the notes I have for one hour are literally enough for three more podcasts at least um, but w- I, I want to w- hear the notes you took I will w- w- where did we even leave off is my question uh, I don't know we were just pulling out of cubbies man um, <laughs> no I mean whoa. where did we leave off the last well podcast? the last one we did we were still we were still en route to our, our mission location yeah so we we hadn't even done any work uh i mean okay yeah yeah what you got i'm trying okay yeah so when we got so we camped at a koa right yeah on the way in and then we we finished the ride in yep and then when we got there that night is that when we ate at that uh that brewery no no you talk, you talking about where sky was at yeah that was my first that, note. okay yeah that was um that would have been just prior to the alpine mission well that was just you and me though yeah i think it was the day before it was it was like the day before the alpine mission yeah the day before the alpine mission because remember we were waiting on james and blake to fly in 
we got finished oh, up with the iFit yeah, event. You're right. And then, man, I'm saying I'm skipping ahead. Oh no, that's all right. That's a, that's. A, I mean, that's what kind of what I want to focus on <laughs> is the time that we spent together with Blake and James and the mission that we did. Yeah. Uh. Well. So yeah, I mean, well, we, that, that night started off pretty well. <sighs> <laughs> I guess you could say that. <laughs> what 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 happened from your perspective there? Well, so we 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 sit down. Well, first of all, we're trying to find a restaurant. Uh, I mean, I'm, I love trying to find good places to eat. Um, I think I'm fairly good at it. I don't go off the reviews or the ratings. I go off of, uh, I look up restaurants in the area and I try to find pictures of, of the food, read the menus, see what I think. And um, usually I make pretty good judgments based on that. And we, I found a, a restaurant that I wanted to eat at well, we get there and it's like a two-hour wait. Uh, so, scratch that. We, we we go into the kind of a downtown area and try to find somewhere to eat. Uh, we go into another place, pizza place. Once again, long wait. So, we just go down the road and, and found somewhere where we could just walk in, which is usually a bad sign. That that means the food must not be that good if everybody else has a weight and this one yeah. doesn't but no it was actually pretty good uh and we were able to sit down right away um and you know we're waiting on our food to come uh i'm just sitting there sipping on water me and chad are just talking and all of a sudden i feel this presence it was sky <laughs> Yeah. Sky joined the table. <laughs> I feel this presence come up behind me and kind of a dark presence. I, and I, and I, I she, she wasn't doing well, Chili. <laughs> she wasn't doing well in life. Well, and I, and I see this hand come up in my peripheral and it, and it's on the back shoulder of Chad. And I look over. And there's this, how old was she? I don't know, man. Me neither. Poor, poor as a snake. <laughs> old Jezebel. She was poor as a snake, son. Yeah, I don't know, maybe late 20s? I don't know, it's hard for me to tell. Um, young, young lady, uh, and she, did she rub your back or just touch it? I don't remember. Well, okay, either way. And she says, Hi, I just wanted to let you know that you're very attractive. And this was not <laughs> directed at both of us. Uh, let me put that out there. This was just for old bull. The old bull, son. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we've already said what her name was Sky. She introduced herself as Sky. That was her name that evening, <laughs> anyways. And she said she was, uh, she was a little drunk. Yep, yep. Um, but she just wanted to let you know that she was very attractive. Yeah, that was very flattering, Sky. If you're listening to this podcast, I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you letting me know how attractive I am, and uh, you know. But the old bull's taken, and uh, you know, I, 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 uh, I commend you for your courage, Sky. And if you are listening to this, make sure you go back and listen to the other parts of the podcast uh, where we talk about this guy named Jesus. 
uh, he'll help you. He'll help you find a good man. Uh, you won't have to find him out there at a restaurant being promiscuous like that. But we finally, uh, we ran old Sky off finally, very politely. Uh, I think I think we, we weren't rude to Sky at all. Well, she was fairly polite. She was polite too. Yeah, yeah, we were very polite with her and she finally left us alone and there's a young man sitting there beside us and he said, what did he say? He was like... He said, does that happen often? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh man, that must be nice. And I was like, I was like, dude, you have no freaking clue. This is why I travel with this uh, guy over here beside me. He's, he's my manager. And, um, you know, this stuff happens all the time. On the reg. And, uh, on the reg. And he's just here to you know keep me insulated from these situations <laughs> like this and uh you know he he didn't have a clue who he was dealing with but that was me and chili well well my next note on here i think it's a little out of sequence because i'm trying to figure out what i'm talking about here but i said oh no no this is the right sequence my journey to the hotel room <laughs> oh my gosh dude yeah, that's the right sequence, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We left that restaurant and stayed at a little America. Yeah, so yeah, that. Let me. How about you offer your perspective on that? So here's the thing, Chili. If if y'all hadn't met Chili yet, Chili is very hard-headed. In other words, the only way Chili's ever going to learn anything is if you just force him into a situation where he has to do whatever needs to be done if you try to tell him he'll listen to you but he ain't gonna learn nothing from it because he's hard-headed so I, I will give it to you chili this this hotel complex uh, we, we decided to stay in this particular hotel because it was gated and it, I don't know if you guys have been to any big cities lately but the uh, the homeless Good are gosh. just rampant. Uh, they're rampant. They're everywhere. I mean, on every sidewalk, every corner, and you know, I got nothing against homeless, uh, but I, I will say uh, a homeless will break right on into your mess with the quickness and see what they can get out of your vehicle. And we had probably ten thousand dollars worth of gear in the vehicle, so we decided to stay in this gated place and it, it, it was a little bit confusing but Chili missed a turn turning in and then he came in some back way and then he had to go through a series of gates in order to get to the place where we checked in to the hotel and I decided fairly quickly that I was going to let this be a training opportunity for Chili so I completely removed myself from the entire situation and uh, I thought was extremely patient with you, Chili, as you worked through that process and learned how to check into a hotel. Well, I, I kind of did know how to check into a hotel on some level, but this place was, it was stupid. It seemed like that was your first time checking into a hotel. Have you ever went through that process before? Yeah. Okay. But th th not like this. This was wild, man. And and all the gates, and you have to get a card. You, you have to get a little receipt out of every gate, and then that'll help you open the next gate. And then uh, the, the parking lot's too freaking small. 
and every spot was taken and you and there was no signs it was no it was dark yeah oh dude it was miserable and, and then when i get in there to to the to the front desk and and she asked for an id you walk over hand me your wallet make me get the id out of your wallet which i don't even know where it's at and and then hand it to her and she looks at me as you walk off and looks at your picture looks back up at me looks back down looks back up at me and says uh mr chad and i said yeah that's it and she's like okay and uh then we continue well, the process, well, hold, continue hold, the payment. What? Hold on. The first thing Chili says when he walks up to the, the receptionist desk is, uh, hey, what's the cheapest thing you got with two beds? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, this is a five-star hotel, man. <laughs> this sugar's walking up. Ain't took a shower in five days, looking like a straight bum, and says, what's the cheapest thing you got with two beds? <laughs> Is that not a good question? Yeah, I mean, it worked. What would you have asked? By the way, the cheapest thing they had with two beds was $208. Yeah. Yeah, that was... <laughs> it was expensive, but... I mean, that lobby was nice. You made it through it, though, Chili. You really did, man. You made it through it. Uh, just it really... You really, really struggled to, to find the parking space, yeah. even though there were multiple parking spaces. Yeah. Um, you finally did find one. We go to walk into the the complex where our room was at, and you were looking at some sheet of paper, and we walk in, and you're trying to enter a room that is not our room, and you continue to swipe the card, and the door will not unlock. And I knew what was happening. You were looking at this sheet of paper, uh, which had a number on it, but was not our room number. Our actual room number was written on the little card holder that you had with the, the room keys. Yeah. And so I let you fail at that about three times and I said, did you check the card holder? And you opened it up and oh, there's our room number. And so that was the second lesson you learned there. Always double check the number they wrote on the, the little key cards there. Well, see, here's one problem, Chad, is you like to operate quickly and efficiently and I'm okay with things taking their time. I Truly, I am. When I'm alone, sometimes I, I have no pressure to, to do anything quick. I just, I can about fix anything, truly, with enough time. I have the capabilities. Yeah. But I, You have the capabilities, you don't have the experience. But sometimes I need four times, five times the time that, that you would need or, or, or a high-functioning individual would need. Oh, you're high-functioning. You're just freaking hard-headed, man. No, see, I, I just need time, man. Sometimes things just take me time. Well, okay. I, I would wager to say if you were a better listener, um, not that, well, you listen well, but if well. you if you could learn through advice given to you by people with more experience you would require less time because the time it's taking is the time it's taking you to learn through experience well i agree with that but what about what in this situation should i have listened to you didn't tell me anything well that is true i, I did shut down on you and let you go through the reps <laughs> just because i know that's how you learn 
Well, yeah, that is true. That's how I learned. But in this case, all this lecture I'm getting, I agree with. But in this example, what was I supposed to do? It was. You, a, did, you didn't tell me anything. It was a great training experience. And when you finally did get done at the reception desk, uh, I did tell the reception lady, hey, he's in training. This was a training exercise for him. So don't don't feel weird about it. And uh, Yeah, she didn't feel weird about it, just me. She was cool with it. She was cool. I think she got a laugh out of it. Yeah, probably. Probably when we walked off. Well, we got a good night's rest that night. Yeah, it was a nice hotel. I liked it. Jeems and them flew in the next day. What's, your, what's the next note you have? I don't want to skip over any of your notes. I ran out of notes. Oh, okay. Some of, them, some of the notes were about the event we did. Mm. Um, well, Jeems and them flew in the next day. We picked them up. Made a quick run to REI just to top off a few items. And uh, we launched our mission, our Alpine mission. I think, I, I haven't really named this product yet. I don't know if we will end up coining it or naming it the finishing school or f maybe final training exercise FTX. But uh, man, they put a ton of work into planning their mission. I'm not going to tell you all the details on how it went because some of you guys will hopefully get to go out on that mission one day. But uh, I, I think it was it was a life-changing experience for everyone there. Not Not all team members were able to hit the final summit, which is a testament to how difficult it was. Um, altitude and, and terrain can can work on you mm -hmm. if, if if you're not if you're new to that altitude or terrain uh, if you're new to those environmentals um, I had to make one of the hardest decisions in my life as an instructor when I actually had to pull one of the team members back uh, because and and this team member was only 50 maybe 75 meters from the actual summit and I had to pull him back uh, because of the input that I was receiving from his movements and um, and also some some intuition that I had and man that wrecked me it was it was super super tough for me to make that decision I believe it was the right decision uh, because I believe it was the right decision because ultimately we all ended up getting down back to base camp safe and sound. Yeah. And this terrain that we were moving across, I can't even describe it to you if you've, if you've never been up there where we were because you wouldn't understand. All I can say is you don't get any mistakes up there. You don't even get a minor slip. Uh, a, a mistake will cost you your life where we were at and so we had to stay wired tight man we had to take care of each other we had to make decisions based on uh, logic and not emotion and I think not only I did that as an instructor all of my co-instructors James Blake and Chili did that and I think all the team members also did that yeah uh, the other team member that did not summit actually chose to move back to a safe location on his own. 
mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, he didn't have to. He didn't have to be told that, and he was suffering from some altitude sickness and pretty severe uh, discomfort, st- stomach distress, and headache. And you know, it's hard for me to tell their stories uh, because those are their stories. All I can tell is the parts that I heard from them. Yeah. But man, that mission right there will absolutely change your perspective on what you are capable of traversing uh, and accomplishing in that high alpine environment. It's unbelievable, man. And I thought from an instructor cadre standpoint, I have the best instructors at 307 Project on the earth. I have the best teammates on the earth. Chili, Blake, James Ward, and Nathan Hicks, Pastor Nathan. Uh, these guys really took charge. They did an awesome, awesome job with the students individually, and they empowered me to be able to step back and just have a battlefield picture of what was going on uh, with each person and with each instructor, and then to give input where I thought I could make it better. Uh, it was just a beautiful picture of chain of command and also decentralized command, which I, I'm obviously being a SEAL a proponent of. I mean, I can remember yelling up to James one time, hey, James, put put this student in between you and Chile. All right, I thought I thought that would be the best spot for that student because he it was the mm-hmm. student that had altitude sickness. Mm-hmm. So, you know, somebody had their eyes on him at all times. Said put this student in between you and Chile. But if it doesn't make sense to you, then do what you need to do. Because you guys were at the front of the patrol, I was at the back of the patrol. You guys had a more intimate knowledge of what was happening up there. I could see it from the back, from a high-level view, but I had full trust in you guys mm-hmm. and in your ability to make that call if it made sense to take that information on board and to implement that command if it made sense. But if not, I had enough trust in you guys to know that you, you, you weren't implementing that uh, for some reason. And that is what decentralized command looks like. There has to be trust amongst team members and also, uh, you know, that trust is formed through experience with each other. Yeah. And so it was a beautiful, beautiful example of all that. I mean, I just thought it was an amazing, life-changing mission. And, you know, I, I think that because we were told that by the students of Team Virtus. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was my hope. Really. Uh, Like you said, that was why we came out here. And that was, I don't want to say what I was stressed about, but what is that feeling? That, that, you know what I mean? Like, we couldn't relax or let, let go even at all until that was over, you know? I don't know what that feeling is. But I, I cared so deeply about that and wanting that to be good and hoping that was special for them that, um, I don't know, it was very, um, 
energy consuming. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, so I was wrecked, dude. Yeah. When we got back down to base camp, well, you know, I was ready to lay down in my tent. Yeah. <laughs> and take a little break. Yeah. And I can only imagine how the students were feeling. Um, probably the same as us. It's uh, it's just as tough as an instructor out there. I think it, as it is as a student. Even though as an instructor you know what's coming, but the burden of the the burden of the quality of the experience and also the burden of the safety of the students yeah. lies squarely upon you as the instructor. And when I take a group out into the backcountry, when I take a group anywhere to train them, my promise to them is I will not fail you. And that doesn't just mean that that I'm gonna train you properly and train you to the maximum of your capability and help you grow. It means also that I'm gonna do everything that I can to get you back safe. Right. That's a heavy freaking burden, man. Yeah, it really is. Um, it really is because that that is, it has to be the ultimate objective. Yeah, uh, it really does. And what do you think? What do you think? Some of the like, what's the number one thing you learned from that mission, Chili, or something that impacted you, either from a team member or personally? Or well, I could sit here and talk all day about some of the. I don't want to talk about really the details at all. But and and honestly, like lessons and I'm still processing all that. I mean, do you have an answer for that? I mean, I know the the decision you had to make was obviously the kind of the. Yeah, that was the number one lesson yeah. for me. I mean, and, yeah. and it was just it was just being back in a situation for me. It it was a lesson, not a new lesson for me, but a a refresher of um, when when you know that you need to make a decision as a leader when you when you come to the determination. Uh, what the answer is and it's clear to you what the answer is and in that in that situation there was a, a moment when it was clear to me the answer was to pull that team member back the lesson was not to hesitate there yeah never to hesitate once it becomes clear to you what the decision is uh, and and what you need to do to make that decision you don't need to hesitate and you don't need to make you don't need to allow any emotion your own emotion or the emotion of the team member that that decision is going to impact you don't need to allow that emotion to cause you to hesitate on making the decision that needs to be made that's that was the number one lesson for me in that mission yeah exactly yeah i mean that and yeah I, I mean i learned a lot dude and it, and it's i've got so much to process and i, I think one thing that that rings through especially with me uh being less experienced and uh you know 22 years old i i've i'm learning that you don't always operate how you do when you're alone <laughs> yeah like I, I I just you know I basically know one way of operating and it's when I'm just having to take care of myself and you know now being put in positions where I have 
a much greater responsibility. Uh, certain things, not everything, but certain things must be different uh, with how you operate, portray. Yeah, it, it's I, that's one thing I learned. Yeah, you're being and yeah, you're being put at a at a very early age in life in a significant leadership position and you're ready for that yeah i mean when i was your age i wasn't ready for that um i had to i had to go through this whole process that was seal training to get me ready and teach me that Mm -hmm. but you know you're ready to be in that position you're being thrust into that position uh you're rogering up obviously you're showing up and it's it's funny because in that environment and for you guys that lead teams at work or even you're leading your family what Chili's talking about right here is very important and I think one of the big reasons Chili's lesson is so important of you know when you're operating by yourself you can do things your way and if you so choose to they don't have to be the right way because it's all on you yeah it's all on you, man. Yeah, you can take risks. Yeah, but when you're leading, the people that you are leading are watching you. And they are going to emulate what you are doing. Even down to very nuanced things. Um, for us in the backcountry, it's even they're watching what gear you're using. They're watching um, how you're moving across the terrain. They're watching your body language they're watching everything that you're doing and subconsciously because you are their instructor Mm -hmm. they will emulate you so you want your student you want your employees you want your son or your daughter or whoever it is you're leading to emulate you doing the right things And that's why that lesson Chili's talking about is so important, man, and and applicable to, I think, everybody listening to this podcast that's in any sort of leadership position whatsoever. Yeah, I think that was said very well. And doing the right things and doing things the way that they are going to have to do them. Like, you know, sometimes the way I do things are not at all the way well I mean certain things that I do other people are not capable of doing that's Uh, true uh, I mean the same as like you you know there you could do things a certain way that other people aren't capable of doing yeah Uh, the students could do certain things that we're not capable of doing you you know Um, so it's you have to keep that in mind and and because sometimes I can just default to like oh, I can do it this way, mm-hmm. when that's not how you should... It may be fine for me to do it that way by myself, uh, but it's not in that setting. That's right. And that's a... Yeah, that was a definitely a big key lesson that I learned. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, that's, a, that's solid, brother. I'm glad you brought that up. And it really... It goes back to the, the age-old saying, um, you know, you've heard, you've heard people say in the past maybe your your dad said this to you your mom said this to you do as i say not as i do well that's yeah. wrong <laughs> yeah. yeah the the real way to lead is to say do as i do and my commitment to you 
as your leader is doing things the right way. Yep. Right? And so that's solid, man. But yeah, the mission was just life-changing, successful, impactful to all of us, the students and us as instructors. Uh, the students of Team Virtus was, was the name for their team. They chose their own team name. Uh, they are just powerful, powerful human beings, and they are, uh, I, I don't know, they, they are, they're trained, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were trained before they came to us, but they've invested in themselves. They've invested in 3 of 7 Project, and they've trusted us to give them everything that we have to offer, and we have done that. And, uh, man, my prayer is just that they go forth and continue to make uh, deep impacts within their inner circles their communities and within the world man that's yeah. that's the win for us yeah, that's why I, we do what we do i have full faith that all seven will i do too they have been right. it, it, throughout their entire lives that's why they were there i think now they're just equipped with a few extra tools to even increase the impact that they can make and uh that's why we do what we do, man. You know, it's interesting. Back when we first started running missions in the backcountry, in the wilderness environment, there there was an individual that signed up for one of our courses that works for another company that I think was interested in creating something maybe similar to what we do. And... I remember hitting Nathan up when I saw that individual send an application in and I said, you know, should we allow this person, because it was a good person, I knew who it was, should we allow this person to come out and participate in this event <clears throat> because I think they might be trying to recreate, although it would be impossible to recreate what we do exactly. And Nathan said, you know what, Chad, you never have to worry about somebody trying to recreate what we're doing here with the basic course with the proving grounds with the alpine mission and i said what do you mean nathan he said you never have to worry about it because nobody is going to work this hard nobody is going to do this work yep. for this amount of money because it can't be scaled it can never be sold it it, it is what it is and man, it is freaking work. But the return on investment that we get by empowering people to go out and crush life, that's the return on investment, man. That, that, that's what fulfills me, that's what drives me. Yeah. And um, I genuinely care, genuinely care. Yeah, well, you know, that makes me think of why I love doing what we're doing and how we do it because when I was growing up and training, running, I would always ask my dad, um, do you think I'm working harder than everybody else? And he would always look at me and say, well, I don't know what everybody else is doing. And I remember I would ask him that all the time and finally I remember I asked him that and he said the same thing and I looked at him and I said well I know it's impossible for anybody to be working harder than me 
because I'm literally doing everything that I can. And that made me, it, it, I don't know, it made me feel really good about the work I was putting in because I was truly striving to do everything I could. And, and I think that is what we're doing now with this mission. We're doing everything we can. Um, so that, that story is cool for me because it's like, yeah, nobody, you don't have to know what anybody else is doing because we're doing everything that we can. That's it, man. So yeah, we, we, we literally can't lose like that. (laughs) That's it, brother. That's a good way to put it, man. You got some listener questions? I know we asked you guys to send in some questions. I think we got a few here. Yeah, from uh, podcast listeners that Chili had come through on the three to seven project page, wanted to hit a few of those. We got a we got a nice we got a long pool left ahead of us tonight. It's getting fairly it's getting fairly late. Let's make this uh, a marathon. One. We're trying to uh, trying to keep the energy level up at least higher than Joe Biden brings. So at least an energy level one and not point five. So. Well, That's where we're at. How about this from uh, JMP in the garden? So JMP. What's up, JMP? He said, "Listen to the Tinfoil Hats episode. Good, you got out of the park um, where the uh, lurker was at." Yes, agreed. He says, uh, "Let's see. Since you were close to Laramie by the next day." Hopefully you got to see the rolling sand hills of Nebraska. We definitely did. Um, let's see. His question for the next episode. When these, when there are some big differences in views and personality as Chad and Chili have in some topics, or like Brooke and Chad have on yoga, how do y'all put ego behind and move forward with grace to not coerce or force the other to believe your view? Thanks, son. <laughs> I thought that was a really good question. Um, you know, there are some big differences in views and personality as Chad and Chili have and Brooke and Chad. Well, yeah, everybody is different. Uh, none of us are going to be the same or have the same views on every topic. And thank God... How boring would this life be if we did? <laughs> if we all thought the same about everything and had the same perspectives and life, life experiences, and man, this would be boring. I, I would hate that. Uh, so it's awesome how unique we all are. And yeah, I mean, me and Chad agree on, <laughs> I mean, a very high percentage of, of things and issues and topics. Um, but we obviously disagree on some things and when we do I have no desire to to coerce or force Chad or anybody else to believe like I do Uh, all I you know sitting in this seat as a podcast host if you will you know we we sit here and give our opinions and give our perspective but that's all I'm really uh, doing you know, a lot of times people have questions or, or they want your perspective to try to help them understand something or learn if you maybe have a little more knowledge than they do about a certain topic. So that's what I'm trying to give and maybe it will help them understand something that they didn't previously know, help shape their opinion. Um, but yeah, I'm not trying to coerce or force anybody. 
to think a certain way. Yeah, well, I think I would try. I think there are times when I when I do try to change someone's perspective or opinion on something if it is something that is impacting their life in a negative way and if I think I have a something more than just a perspective so if I have something to offer to them that is founded in the truth of Scripture then uh, then I will try to use that truth in order to reshape their perspective on whatever the problem or the opinion they have is uh, but in general if we just disagree on some perspective whether it be on yoga whether it be on a political belief whether it even be on certain moral beliefs if we just disagree on perspectives and it's not necessarily detrimental to either one of us then I think it's coming to the understanding that those types of perspectives in life, the perspectives being the things that aren't founded, I don't want to say aren't necessarily, aren't founded in the truth of Scripture. Um, I, there are perspectives that, that are like that. The things, the way we see the world in certain areas, understanding that that is shaped by our own unique experiences in life. Yeah. And that that's okay, man. It's shaped by because because I I see things a certain way because of every single thing I've done exactly. throughout my life leading me to this point. And nobody else has. Yep. And and I understand that. And and here's the the thing about that is the things that I've experienced in life have led me to see the world in a certain way, but that is not necessarily always the right way or the true way. Yep. So I, 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 I have the, I guess, humility. I try to maintain a certain level of humility to remind myself that the way I see things isn't necessarily 100% correct if you look at it from yeah. all angles because that's the thing when you change the angle when you're looking at a certain subject or topic or belief when you change your angle on it it can it can change the way it looks right and and it may look true to somebody else cuz they're looking at it from a different angle shaped by their experience in life and that's cool with me man so. Yeah, I mean, he said, how do you put ego behind? I, I, I mean, not to say that I don't have an ego, <laughs> but I, I have no desire for people to, to view things how I view yeah. them. I mean, I really don't. I, I don't, like, if we have a different perspective on something, I don't really, I, I don't. Yeah, you are good at that, Chilling. Well, I mean, I just, I don't have any desire for you to think of it exactly how I do. I, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I have no interest in that. Maybe some people do, but, um. Yeah, and, and as far as our faith, you know, obviously we hold that in a different regard than just an opinion on a political topic. That's right. Um, you know, 
I still don't want to force. I, I still have no desire to force somebody. Because, uh, hey, that wouldn't even be a legitimate way to. Y- you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, I, I still have no desire to actually to, 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 to force somebody. You know, I think that would be. I think I hold that view, I guess you would say, in a much different light, much more serious, uh, much more eternal, has more eternal consequences. Uh, cared deeply about, but I don't. I, you can't force people, and I and I don't want to force that either. Well, that that's the the. I think the the whole yoga thing is a perfect example of that, Chili, because I think my perspective on true yoga, not what we call yoga, yep. which is stretching, the true practice of yoga. My perspective on that is more so than my perspective because it's backed up by the truth of scripture yeah then it it becomes more than my perspective at that point Um, but even then when it becomes founded in truth you can't convince the other person uh, that that to, to change their mind I almost think the best right. way, if you want to change that person's mind, is to pose questions to them that will, will essentially the answers to the questions that you pose to the individual will allow that individual to lead themselves to the conclusion that they should have according to the truth of Scripture. Well, and also what you just said, that you know your perspective on on yoga is a little different because it's founded in biblical truth what's well, still your perspective i mean uh, not necessarily well I, well see here we go we disagree on this right here maybe yeah. i mean like i see that as even when something is founded in truth it, it is still your perspective on that issue because there there's somebody out there who has this perspective that that your perspective on the Bible is incorrect. And that's their perspective. That's their opinion. You see what I'm saying? Like, we, we, we view those perspectives differently because it's founded on something outside of ourselves, right? But it's still our perspective. I mean, that's all we can ever offer. I don't know. That's how I see that. But Yeah. Well, I think there's another layer to that, but it'd be... I'm not prepared to articulate it right now. <laughs> it's my well. best answer to that. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's where I'm at on that, man. Well, that's good. I like that question, and I like that we disagreed within that question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't bother me any. <laughs> Lord, no. Let's see. Um... Do you have more questions? This may be the last one I can find. That's fine. Okay. This is from Tony Scott. He said, hey, Chad What's up, and Tony? What's up, Tony? <laughs> dot, 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 and Blake. Blake Found ain't you- here, but... <laughs> Found you all when Chad was interviewed by Jim Rome after the Mid-State Mile. Oh, that's cool. You were just talking about Jim Rome the other day, Chili. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know who that guy was. <laughs> Apparently, he's a big deal. Yeah, well... He said, I, I really enjoy listening to your podcast, and in fact, I love it. 
Uh, Thank you, you. You said send your question, so here's mine. You often read from, or always read from the King James Version. I wondered if you've ever shared your thoughts on this version versus others. I, I just can't read the KJV. I get so caught up trying to figure out uh, what exactly is being said, I miss the real message. If you've covered this before, please shoot me the episode. Thanks. Yes, we have, we have covered why I choose to read from the King, King James Version Bible, and it, I think it's covered very well in an episode that we did with a friend of ours named Chris Hewitt. Uh, what, what, who sent this question in? Tony Scott. Tony, I'll have Chili. Chili, if you don't mind, we'll go through the backlog and look at this episode we did with Chris Hewitt. Uh, it's been months and months ago, and we'll shoot that over to you. Um, and just from a very high level, the, there is quite a bit of evidence, I think, that can be presented and, and be looked at to show that the words, specific words, and, and, and also key words in certain passages are as close to accurate as can be in the King James Version of the Bible versus other versions. They're not, obviously, the the trans the the, mm. the translations are yeah. I, I think some maybe some meaning or maybe some feeling or emotion or there are parts lost in the translations regardless uh, but I think there is evidence that the King James version is the most accurate now I totally and Chile you might know some of that stuff that you want to put out here in just a second but. Um, I totally get where you're coming from, man. The the writing, the way the King James is written, can be difficult to read at first. It it doesn't it doesn't flow off the tongue because that's not the way we talk anymore, right? There's certain the, the way it flows isn't necessarily the way that we speak now in today's culture. What I can say is that changes. Uh, I read a book a while back called Pilgrim's Progress. All right, Pilgrim's Progress. Pilgrim's Progress is written with the same flow, the same usage of words as the King James Version is written. Mm -hmm. And by reading that novel, Pilgrim's Progress, which I highly recommend to any of you guys out there, reading through that actually helped my mind adjust to reading that style of writing, which in turn, when I went to back to read my King James Version Bible, it flowed much easier, and it was much easier for me to comprehend and read quickly while yeah. comprehending. Yeah. So it just comes with reading the text. That was my experience with it. At, at first, yeah, it's, it's weird, but... Um, 
Well, Tony, the the episode with Chris Hewitt was episode 93. Okay, awesome. Episode 93. And, yeah, my perspective on this is, I've mentioned it many times, I think it's very, very important to study the original languages of the Bible. Um, I think you, you, you really get a deep understanding of what exactly was trying to be conveyed, the the analogies that are used, the, the metaphors, the writing style, what, what exactly, you know, more of the emotion and tonality of it, of it, I think it's super important. And, you know, even when you do that, you, you're, you're taking an original text and then still translating it. Um, and that's what these Bibles are, you know, all these different versions, the New American Standard, the ESV, the, the KJV, the, the New King James Version, all of it. Um, you know, so there's really no way around having to translate. Um, but I, I, yeah, my perspective is just study the original text, the original languages, Hebrew and then Koine Greek, uh, as close as possible. And that is the best way to get the, the, the fullest understanding from it. In my opinion, I need to do more of it. I think everybody does. So I think there's a program out there. My dad was telling me about it the other day. It's called like the Blue Blue Letter Bible or something. Yeah, I've, that's what I use. Okay, Blue Letter Bible. Yep, Blue Letter Bible. It's very good. Okay, yeah. He said he really liked it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's what I used all through high school um, and college. And, and, yeah, whenever I do study that now, look at that now. And uh, it's got, I think... You can look, you can read the text in any version on Blue Letter Bible, and but then it also pulls up the original text next to it, and you can highlight words and and then click on them and see all the breakdown of the word and everything. I mean, it's really cool. Um, okay. I, I can't imagine how much work that <laughs> took, and but no, yeah, I think that's a very good tool, and um, that's kind of what I'm talking about. What version of the Bible do you read from, Chili? I don't. A paper Bible. Yeah, I um, I don't have a specific one. Well, when you pick I, up your Bible at home, that's sitting in your I've wherever. I've got several. Okay. Um, yeah, I've got NASB Bibles, um, King James. Yeah, I, I, I several. Okay. Cause and I, what do you prefer? I don't have a preference. Okay. I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying about the King James Version. Chili's uh, being a politician right now. Well, no, it's it's hard for me to to like pick a trans. I mean, they're all translations. Yeah, um, but when I say, what do you prefer? I don't. What's the what's, I, the, what's I, the? I don't have a preference like for reading, like what I. Yeah, I I, I like I, my preference is to try to study the original languages as much as possible whenever I can. Whenever I, especially whenever I get to something that I I don't understand or I'm trying to figure out more of what was behind the way it was written this this actually just came up today chili when i was talking about uh i said well we should be getting an earthquake here soon <laughs> uh as i was reading through matthew oh, yeah, yeah. I, I forget what chapter it's 24 or 25 i think in matthew where the disciples come to jesus and they say um when will all these things come to pass and what will be the signs of your coming 
and he answers them with you know wars and rumors of wars and uh, earthquakes in various places and pestilence and and you said well you sure it didn't just say like natural disasters <laughs> yeah did it specifically call out earthquakes and so that is something I think that would be that would be an interesting portion of text yeah to go analyze. out and look at the actual word that was used in that specific place is it saying specifically an earthquake or natural disasters that would be that would be a place where I think that would come in handy um, because it's a little I mean to me it's a it's a important distinction yeah. uh, so you know I don't know that's a good question though man that question comes up all the time yeah it does yeah I've seen it uh, quite a bit so yeah go check out Pilgrim's Progress man read through that book it's an amazing novel uh, it's old school it's easy to find it's out there everywhere but if if you if you want to get better at reading the language of the King James Version Bible read through that book and by the time you get to the end of it your brains gonna be flowing with that style of writing <laughs> well I mean, I'm looking through here. I don't see many more questions. Well, that's all right, man. I got, I've got, i got a, a bunch on my phone, but I, I'm driving right now. Chili, he ain't got no bottom end, man. And when the sun goes down, this joker ain't about to drive. So. No, I, we're sitting here. It's it's 1030 Central Time. Um, I don't even know what that time thing means anymore. We've been we've been through so many freaking time zones. Yeah. Well, the point is, is it's past my bedtime. My ears are itching. I, I don't. I, I, I. Yeah. I'm about. I'm about done. He is, guys. His top end has just it's run slam out, and and there ain't no bottom end there to to pick up the slack. So we're gonna have to call it a night, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm about to fall asleep here. I, I mean, see. Like, I see you. Like I said, I don't. I, I'm okay. Well, I mean, I I'm just, turning into Joe Biden. Yeah. I'm you're, daughtering. You're, I'm, I'm stumbling over my words. <laughs> I have low energy. I've got that dry cough that he always has when he gets up. For he always speaks. He goes. I saw, I saw a video today. I don't know if it was real or if they photoshopped Joe Biden into the video or what. But Joe was talking to some foreign uh, leader or ally. Looked oh, maybe Jewish or something. From Israel. Bennett, yeah. Bennett. Yeah. Okay. And Joe, the guy is going on and on. And Joe's sitting in the chair <laughs> asleep. He's literally asleep. <laughs> Have you seen that? I saw a picture. I yeah. was like, the, I mean, it looked real, but I mean, you never know what you see online. But he's sitting there with his hands crossed, and the jugger is out, son. And I was like, if that's real, that is some epic crap right there, son. Well, you know that 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 brings us up to two things that we haven't, or at least I have in common with Joe Biden. One is we both really like ice cream. Yep. That's the truth. And number two is neither one of us have any bottom you end. You ain't got no bottom end. Uh, Chili has bought one thing this entire trip. 
We've been on the road for two weeks. Chili has bought one thing, a 75 cent ice cream cone. Boy, it was delicious. That's all he's bought. And, and he, it worried him to death to buy that. <laughs> we literally went into the store. There was a sign that said, ice cream cone, 75 cents. Chili saw the sign, walked back out to the truck. I just got done pumping gas. We get in the truck to leave and it was bothering Chili so bad. He, j I turned to do something, put my seatbelt on or something. I looked back over and he's gone. I mean, I had the freaking car in gear. I was, I was ready to, to, to drive out of there. Look over, he's gone. And he had run back inside to get his 75 cent ice cream cone. So. It was worth it. That's where he's at, man. By the way, you know that stretch of I-80 that we that we drove with all the billboards? Yeah. We need a billboard. Yeah, we do. We, we need a few things, guys. We need a billboard. More importantly, we need a rig. We need a dang RV. Y'all send Blake some direct messages. Flood him with direct messages telling him to buy us an RV. All right? No, that that's a serious request. It, because, it ain't. Because me and Chad are on board with getting one of these, but Prez has not approved. He won't, he won't turn loose the money, man. I mean, we, we ain't got a lot of money, but we could buy us an old rickety RV, man. Yeah. You know, we, we, we really want a tour bus, but yeah. we ain't on that, we, we ain't on that level financially yet. Well, what? So I've kind of put that out of my head. Well, what Blake has to realize is all the work we would get done if we had this RV, would it would pay for itself in five months. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it really would. You guys, look, at a minimum, send blake these dms tell him we need an rv so we can stay on the road more spread the gospel look i will go on a when i get an rv i'm going on a straight preaching tour i'm going all over i'm going on a preaching tour all right <laughs> okay, when i get board. an rv all right see blake we went to get a room the other night. We sent Blake in to get us a room. There were four of us, me, James, Chili, and Blake. Blake goes in and gets us a hotel room. For four grown men, he gets a room with two queen-size beds and expects us to, to sleep in beds together after we've been in the backcountry for four days straight. I slept on the cot. Yeah, and Chili slept on the, on the cot. <laughs> so we can't even get him to book a daggone hotel room yeah, that was Blake. By the way, that was the same hotel that I tried to get us in, the Little America. Mm -hmm. And uh, Blake had a similar debacle when he tried to get us in. Yeah, he he, he didn't do too good, but no. So we can't even get him to book a hotel room that'll hold that where everybody can have their own bed. So you can only imagine what it's like asking him, "Can we get an RV?" So he needs a little encouragement, guys. Um. Yeah, well, you know, the last time you asked some asked our audience for something, you asked them if they would go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's important, too. Well, but, my yeah, so the next request is please, 
Just get out your phone, take about 15 seconds, and leave Blake a direct message. Well, you know, Chili, you, you made that point, and I'm thinking it may be more important to leave us a review on Apple or join us on Patreon because I have a feeling no matter how many direct messages Blake gets, he's not going to let us get an RV. Well, don't talk him out of it. I want him to do it. Well, I mean, do it. But I have a feeling that he could get a million DMs and he still wouldn't get us an RV. Well, good. That's what he'll deserve if he won't let us get one. So maybe if we had like 500 people go sign up for Patreon, then he might let us get an RV. Well, that's true. You know what? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So maybe we're asking our audience for, for the wrong type of help. <laughs> all right guys we love you guys thanks for tuning in uh again we'll be back in the studio uh coming up here soon so we'll be back to our reg regularly scheduled programs and uh back to our regular audio quality uh sorry for all the road noise and crap that was probably on this episode if you're still listening i assume you didn't mind if you're still listening by now but um we appreciate you tuning in we love you guys Enough said.